But I think to Paul's point of uh, like supply hasn't changed. It's really just buyers staying in their rentals or in their parents' basement uh, for now until, you know, until interest rates kind of stabilize or come back down. And I think that's really, I know we have an article kind of talking about that a bit, but um, you know, right now there's still such a shortage nationally and within the city that, you know, there might be more listings on the market, but people psychologically just aren't buying because... You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello, welcome back to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We are all here today, three amigos. Paul, we are Greg, Dave. <laughs> My name is uh, Paul Stevenson. I'm a mortgage agent. I'm here with Greg Campbell. He is a realtor at the agency, Ottawa the agency ottawa and uh oh there we go oh look at that snazzy shirt (laughs) and uh david warren mortgage agent and we are all uh co-hosts of the ottawa real estate podcast we like to talk about uh, what's happening in the city what's happening in the world what's happening in our lives what's going on gentlemen (laughs) This this is actually my first time back in like the proper space in like six weeks i think Mm. crazy for five weeks anyways it is summer it is summer summer uh you know brings changes a lot of a lot of different things going on in the summer you you hit the road for a while there yeah i did hit the road came back kids uh dropped the kids off at camp today first uh first time for a full week of camp that they've ever had dance and drama camp should be pretty fun wow dance and drama that should yeah. be uh, that should make for a fun evening household. I'm sure you'll get uh, all the routines uh, played oh, out. Oh yeah, for you. oh yeah, we'll get the whole uh, <laughs> the whole show every day, every <laughs> single day. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, gentlemen, <laughs> excellent. So we got a few things to uh, go over, Greg. I know people have been uh, just chomping at the bit for updates. Okay, it's a crazy market, bit of a roller coaster. I know there was actually a few comments, Greg, you reached out or you commented on one uh, last week about, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was asking about uh, whether or not there's, a, we see a dip in, uh, he said, for a long time listener, first time commenter, have you noticed an uptick? Sorry, not, not a downtick. Have you noticed mm-hmm. an uptick in sales prior to each scheduled interest rate announcement? For example, are you seeing more sales occurring prior to the BOC update? And, and you had a great answer there, Greg, maybe just for the other listeners who didn't see that you want to. Uh, I guess we can all touch on it, but I uh, figured that'd be a good place to start. Can't remember what I wrote there. <laughs> well, but maybe Paul, Paul can, Paul can yeah. reread it for you. I'll read Greg's comment to Greg. He I'll says, uh, it does tend to work like that. In my experience, I predict a big uptick in home sales this month, pre the next potential yeah. rate hike in September. We'll see as the numbers right. change weekly. I would say, right. uh, I was uh, talking to uh, a realtor this morning, newer into the industry, um, but just saying that this is, you know, he's saying that his buyers are, as I'm sure you're seeing, Greg, is kind of a common sentiment, but that uh, a lot of people are seeing buyers uh, being slower, a lot more pro- a lot more supply on the market right now, and uh, people are just being a little pickier. But, uh, we, you know, we've, as we've been saying, it's August 9th when this comes out, and uh, this is usually when we start seeing things kind of turn the corner. People are back. They're kind of already thinking back to school in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting back settled in. They want to maybe make some, uh, some big moves before all the, all the craziness starts again. So what, what are you kind of seeing 
right now, Greg, in the market before the announcement? I'm seeing people offering very low on listings because the bank just simply is not giving them the money they need to purchase a home that they want at the price that it's listed at. Yeah. And it's just very challenging the conversations we're having where as you know, someone who was approved um, a few, like even a month ago uh, or just prior to the, to the change with the rates go in and now they're, you know, they're only able to offer like 50,000, a hundred thousand less uh, you know, for the home that they want. So they're having to change what they want. And then I'm, you know, I'll get offers on my listings that are low. And then the, you know, the agents basically saying like, this is all that they can do. Um, so, you know, if we can try to work something out, great. If not, we're going to go offer on ABC, mm -hmm. like right after this, you know, so it's like, you have to, depending on where you are in the market, uh, you kind of have to make those decisions pretty quickly of whether you want to take a lower price now um, and just be done with it or wait a while longer and see what happens. And, you know, with the way things are going, we could be in for a little bit more of a drop over listing and sales prices. So it's, uh, you know, it can become very intense, very emotional with the, with the client because, you know, they need to make that decision depending on where they're going. Uh, so there's a lot of things happening really fast, but it's very, uh, it's challenging. I had a pretty rough, uh, rough week actually with conversations and now I'm having conversations with people that want to list and I'm showing them the numbers, but they are not really agreeing with the numbers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, well, the numbers aren't lying. You know, of course, you know, we've talked about it a million times. We can try anything. Uh, you know, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I'm going back to meet a few people this week just to review everything and make it very clear that trying to get that amount for that property may be, uh, impossible, like actually mm -hmm. impossible right now. And then they yep. have to decide whether they want to stay or whether they want to maybe pull the equity out, go buy something else and then use it as an income property for a while. I think the uh, the challenge of that is that people look at what their neighbors <clears throat> or friends sold for in an, in the area or in a area, um, yeah. you know, six and nine months ago or last year, and it's different or the expectation is different. You know, they're not going to sell in you know five days or whatever maybe. Right? I think it's people don't realize how quickly things have uh, how quickly things can change. Yeah, and you just and that's it. Like the the emails that I'm sending out right now are like. Every email that I write, I'm saving it basically as a template because the time that I'm putting into developing these emails to make sure that everything is in there is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sitting down for like an hour, over an hour, writing like a well-crafted email to make sure that when these people get the information, first of all, that they want to work with me because I have the most information for them. Then I'm not just uh, picking up the call and trying to, to get their business. I'm trying to give them the value of what's happening in the market to earn their trust and earn their business. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm saving these pieces because I'm like, this is like great for, for anything down the road. I've never, I've never written emails the way that I've written them in the last like month <laughs> to, to anybody. It's, you know, cause I just, I know it's tough and like to be uh, competitive, especially in a market like this, we really gotta, we really gotta know our stuff. 
Sorry, I flipped that to kind of uh, trying to be an amazing realtor. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you are an amazing. You are an amazing and what, realtor. And, and what everyone needs to do if they want to, you know, make it through this this uh, tr- change, this transition. Mm-hmm. I've said too, Greg. We had a few clients this week that we were getting um, pre-approved to start shopping, and and I think the there's kind of that. Uh, lowered expectation i guess too for buyers like most of the people i'm talking to now getting pre-approved are are definitely expecting to be pre-approved for way more than what they're actually pre-approving for uh so they're you know telling me they want to be buying kind of in the 600 range and we're coming in more in the mid fours you know high Mm -hmm. fours so uh and that's you know due to the increased rates and everything else changing too so same thing they might have been pre-approved a year ago or six months ago and expecting a much higher number and now they're um just kind of that uh, like I said, kind of a lowered expectation, but <clears> then <throat> those people are going out in the market, maybe a little demoralized, out shopping, maybe seeing something that they, you know, a little less than what they were hoping for. And it uh, it kind of makes it for a somber market. And uh, I guess that relates to your conversations yeah. you're having too, right? Well, yeah. And the, uh, you know, and that's exactly right. You know, you go out shopping and you're like, oh, wow, this is this, is this price now. Okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, confirm with the, confirm with the lender and everything. It's like, not a chance. <laughs> You're looking at uh, you're looking at something different now. So uh, yeah, it is. The conversations are weird, and now you know now it's turning into what's going to happen next. Is, is it going down more? How much more is it going down? If it does, um, you know, like you were talking about, are people or on the uh, on the question, are people out shopping to try to beat the next rate hike? Um, I think we're going to see more of that in the next couple of weeks. I'm noticing that there's a little bit more activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody, they had their house. It was on the market since uh, only the third and they had an open house yesterday and they got, a, they got an offer. They got a conditional offer. So I was happy about that. Um, the one that I recently sold, we had minimal showings. We finally got it done. Um, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't get obviously our asking price, but it's done. And now they get to, and it closes soon and they get to move into their, into their uh, new home in a couple of weeks. You have, uh, you have the updated numbers, Greg, from last week. Yeah, where did they go? Do you have those there, uh, Stephen? There oh, <laughs> let me try. Wow, Damn. very, very slick. Beautiful shot of Parliament. <laughs> I had that up on my on my screen here. Yeah, the market <laughs> update. That's just our beautiful, uh, you know, Val from our agency office. Oh, that's just a review. Uh, July's numbers reveal that buyers are indeed putting on the brakes more heavily than what is typically expected during the midsummer sales dip. Aggressive interest rate increases are surely impacting the decision to buy at the moment, as well as other factors that we mentioned last month. But there is a silver lining with more properties continually being added to inventory. We are on the cusp of returning to a balanced market. And that is good news. Mm-hmm. So numbers, the average sales price is, this up. is for the month of July. It looks like. Yeah. July. This is year over year. Um, 20% average day. No, sorry. Having a hard time reading that one there. 20, uh, 20 average days on market. See, now this is funny. You know what? I, I always have to say this, and I posted this on Instagram today. When you see these numbers, just don't think that that applies to anything, like necessarily to you. Because mm-hmm. it, every neighborhood is different. Every home is different. And like, this is just, this is everything. So, I, I mean, I, I know that they have to do that. And that's just how the stats normally work. And people just get, up in arms about these these numbers um 840 numbers 840 sales um for residential homes 
last month, and that's down 34%. Like big time, like sales numbers are down. Prices seem to be steady, but I don't know. Now, uh, to, condos, to your point, Greg, sorry to cut you off. To, to your point no, no, just now ahead. about um, you stating the, you know, that those numbers days on market is, you know, citywide. It depends on the area. And I just wanted to kind of touch on that to give an example that this week I had a client buying a, t- a semi-detached in the Glebe, four offers on it, uh, the, the, a day of, uh, of accepting offers. Um, you know, it sat on the market for, for four days. Um, every, every, to that point, you know, some areas will sit longer. Some will be longer than that 20 days. Others will be, you know, just, you know, they're just as desirable or not changing um, as far as how many days on market something is sitting. So it, mm-hmm. it, I think to what you're, you know, what you're talking about, it's really look at your individual area. If you're thinking about selling and you're talking to your neighbor across the city, it's going to be much different um, than where you're, where you are. Totally exactly. different. And like right now in Orleans, you know, there's way more bang for your buck in Orleans when it comes to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying a $50,000 premium to live in Canada or Barhaven almost. Mm-hmm. So, and I've said it before on the show, like in the, when the market um, changes like this, from what I've seen in my experience, the East End usually gets hit first, then it just kind of moves through the city. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happens when it comes back up, Orleans starts, and then it goes over there. And it's just like this weird little wave that yeah. happens. I've seen that a few times now. On that chart, though, I mean, the most uh, the most glaring number to me was that the home price itself was still up five percent. Like the average home price was still up five percent. So sales are down. Blows my mind. Up, blows but... my mind too. It blows yeah. my mind too. Um, um, the the other thing I, I saw this. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just trying to remember the numbers that I had last week, year over year, where I was saying that like they, you know, the numbers were almost the same as last year. Mm-hmm. So when I see that, I'm kind of like, you know, it's pretty, it's vague, obviously. Uh, but I have to say though, driving around the city this weekend, I was out of my brother's in, he's at, <laughs> I'm in the far West, uh, basically near the Scotiabank place or whatever it's called now, Corral center, always be the palladium to me. <clears throat> and then, um, he's out, uh, past trim. So, I mean, literally drove across the whole city, <laughs> but noticed a lot of developments, like even in his little neighborhood in my neighborhood, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of new developments popping up, which is good. Uh, I think that'll just help again with, uh, with the supply, current supply issue. Uh, now, I guess that's the other thing too, is we c- keep talking about how much supply there is and it's making people sit on the sidelines. This is kind of in the short term, like there is still at a, at a high level with the amount of people migrating, immigrating here, like we still have a shortage of available homes. Like there still does need to be homes built. And I think uh, I had someone this week say that they heard the show and like, oh, it seems like the supply issue has been fixed. Uh, I just want to be clear that it's not, there was kind of a double supply issue. There wasn't enough listings and there also wasn't enough homes. Now there's lots of listings, but we're still short on homes. So it's not, uh, it wasn't just a, you know, a net of uh, homes get listed and now all of a sudden there's no more supply issue. Well, and I've got something interesting to say about that, that I just learned yesterday during a transaction. So this, this type of model that um, I sold, and there's another one on the market right now built in 2021 um, that is listed in like the, I think it was 670. Uh, they're selling new right now from Minto for 750. And, you know, I just sold one that was built in 2019 in the low sixes. Updated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how long until the builders have to 
mm-hmm. adapt and accommodate these buyers that are going to strictly be focusing on resale when they can get the same thing for a hundred thousand dollars less. You know, I, yeah. I just don't like, they're going to have to do something. I mean, they can, but it's just a matter of when is that going to come and what's that going to look like. But I think to Paul's point of uh, like supply hasn't changed. It's really just buyers staying in their rentals or in their parents' basement uh, sure. for now until, you know, until interest rates kind of stabilize or come back down. And I think that's really, I know we have an article kind of talking about that a bit, but um, you know, right now there's still a, such a shortage nationally and within the city that, you know, there might be more listings on the market, but people psychologically just aren't buying because the, the rates high um, compared to what they were seeing nine months ago. Uh, and to your point, Greg, that right now, because they are high, they can't qualify for as much. Um, it becomes that double-edged sword. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that the number of properties that are needed for the amount of people coming to the city or that are looking at buying has not changed. And so we're still, no. we're gonna, it's going to be cyclical. Interest rates are going to come back down and all those buyers are going to flood back because psychologically the re- interest rate has come down and, that, and that's going to drive the prices up and demand is going to be right back where it was um oh, and, and people qualify for more it, yeah it'll mm-hmm. just be a perfect storm right rates rates come down pre-approvals slightly go up people are back out in the market and then we're back in the same same situation as as a year ago or the last two years yeah. um article interesting article this morning figured it'd be some good uh, good talking points and uh, they are very common but uh this was on uh ottawa ctv news talking about five current myths of the real estate market. So I'll, I'll throw them out and we can just, uh, we can talk to each of them uh, as we go through them. So number one was sales are down. The market is crashing. What do you not think crashing. about that myth, Craig? <laughs> what do you guys think about that myth? Yeah. Not. Go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna say, definitely not, definitely not crashing. The, again, like we said, interest rates are up. So people are staying out of the market. So it's slowing and stabilizing. But I mean, we just looked at those numbers where price prices year over year across the city are actually still up 5%. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's and not- also, also sales are down, but 2021 was one of the, you know, best yeah, years ever in real estate. Yeah. So it's, in it's going to be, so you can't, you can't compare. Yeah. There you go. I mean, we're all on the same page here. Uh, myth number two, there's no more multiple offers. I can lowball sellers. That's f- pretty much both of you spoke to that, but I- I'm interested to hear what uh, so your I have, to that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there are no more multiple offers. Like, there's still multiple offers. It depends on what the seller and their agent strategy is. If someone's going to list like crazy low, um, they still might get people in to, uh, to bid on it now. You know, however, there is one that I know of that happened yesterday or two days ago, and uh, they were on the market for almost 60 days, I think. They did a price drop, uh, didn't get what they wanted, didn't get uh, what they wanted, and then they did another price drop, and then they got two offers right away, and it still sold 15000 less than what that second um, price was. Hmm. So multiple offers, just a different type of multiple offer. So I, I, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, when it says I can lowball sellers, like, I mean, you can do whatever you want. If in a market like this, I would do the same thing for my buyer. If I'm an agent working for my buyer, I want to get them the house at the lowest price possible. I want to get them the best deal that I possibly can. So I'll work to get that, that low price. Now, 
you know, when someone's saying, can I lowball sellers? If you mean like 150,000 less, I think that's like ridiculous. But I mean, there's no question that on some properties you could come in 50,000 under and negotiate. If the people want to mm -hmm. sell and their agent's good on the other end, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's the middle or whether the buyer comes way up or whether the seller comes way down, it depends on the urgency of, of either party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest right now is, um, you know, not necessarily taking kneecaps out on pricing, but uh, being able to get conditions in and being able to actually, yeah. you know, do an inspection or wait, you know, and make sure your financing is in order, things like that, which wasn't the case the last couple of years. Yeah, here, I'll give you another uh, scenario quickly here. So on a listing I just had, we had an offer that was great and they tied us up for two weeks because we agreed to extend the financing condition. It's just when all the changes happened, they were well approved before. Three lenders wouldn't approve them. They wanted to extend again. I said, there's no way in the world we're going to do that. Now we were in a bit of a crunch because we had something closing that they bought. So we got an unconditional offer two days later after relisting. Um, so we took a bit of a hit on that but it was great. We still got an unconditional offer. They didn't even ask for, you know, for no financing, no inspection, no nothing. So when I saw it, I was like, guys, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta work on this, you know, mm -hmm. and we got it done. So, I mean, it's, it, it's case by case. Mm -hmm. So I got a question, Greg, the, uh, the signs that say, you know, we'll sell your home or we'll buy it from you. How are those uh, realtors doing right now with their, uh, with their buyback policies? I feel like that's uh, going to be a, a deep, dark hole in the, uh, in the last few months. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, that whole marketing tactic works well to kind of start conversations, but I don't, there's like a very small percentage of where that actually happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's based on such a strict criteria of, you know, they'll buy it at their price. So it's kind of like, you know, one, you, you list their house for sale and then if they don't get it, um, you agree to buy it at a certain price, but a lot of the time, even if that happens, they'll just cancel and they'll, you know, take it off the market because right. the price that we'll, we'll buy it for 20% less, so low. Yeah. 20 exactly. less than market value plus well, fees, like, you know, yeah, they minus fees. plus plus minus, 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 whatever I should say. Yeah. And I, I do know that the, what that'll, that a number of them that offer that if, if they to Greg's point, they pick and choose, like it's not every single property that it's offered on. It's picking, they pick mm -hmm. and choose which properties they're offering. And then, yeah, they're, and then they're minusing the 5% plus HST for realtor fees minus, you know, a price, multiple price reductions, things like that. So it's, yeah. it's definitely just a conversation starter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so myth, myth number three, homes are taking longer to sell. Sellers are panicking. I see some, I definitely have conversations with some sellers that are panicking and that's more of, they've got a new build coming up in September and they haven't, you know, they waited their, you know, only listing now it's been sitting for 20 days. Mm -hmm. um, and so they are, they're not panicking. They're just getting stressed about how do we, what, what's our options? Do we, you know, can we refinance and carry both? Do we convert, you know, I think Greg mentioned earlier, do we convert our existing to a rental for now? Um, and get the other, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I wouldn't, my conversations I've had, I haven't been panicking, but I'm sure Greg, you've probably spoken to a number of people that do panic. Yeah. Um, but again, that. Yeah. I mean, and, and rightfully so if they're, especially if they're closing on something new, right. Um, you know, we had to pull like a little magic trick for that last one that we just did, but the broker, their mortgage broker was actually amazing. Um, 
and we just kind of figured it out with them in the cellar and we got it all done. We got a little bit of an extension and we found out we might not need it because we got this other offer in. But yeah, it's like um, it's like gymnastics here. I'm doing gymnastics. But uh, definitely the the days on market is, uh, you know, I'm telling people like the the agent, the sorry, the potential listing I'm getting in Orleans. I just I when I told them the price, I said to them, you know, even though like they saw the average is, you know, 20 days, I said in their neighborhood, the average time is 30. I said, when we list, I go, I want to prepare you to potentially have this property for sale for two months. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, really? And I said, I just want to say that now so that anything else is amazing. You know, I said, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it might not necessarily take that long, but I'm preparing people for, you know, work. So it, one of the very interesting things in the article, Greg, to your point, is it said in, in June of 2019, the average was about 35 days. And that was right. considered quick at that time. Yeah. So, you know, and also if you sell in, say, 30 days and it's still closed two months after that, you're still talking 90 days from the time you list it to the time it's mm-hmm. sold. So yeah. whereas, you know, it might have taken uh, five days to sell it, the, the, the buyers might have been putting their closing out 90 days. So you're still selling yeah. in the same time frame. It's just a matter of the fact that, you know, it might take longer to get those offers, but the home is still going to sell within say 90 to 120 day period from when they listed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have very short term memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Like, you know, you're like, you're talking about 35 days uh, average on market. Again, that's the average. So meaning, you know, most likely are over, but also interest rates at that time were around three and a half to you know, three, seven, five for a five-year fixed. It's just that in the last couple of years when the pandemic hit, the rates plummeted. So, um, you know, obviously they are higher now than that, but, but still, you know, to your point, Paul, but property sat for way longer. I remember listing, like listing my own places that, you know, they'd sit for ages. It would be a long week, you know, listing, it would sit over a long weekend, wouldn't even get a single showing, you know, price reduction, relist, you know, things like that. And, and it take, you know, yeah, I think one was November of 2019. And I think it sat for 40 days. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's just not what we're accustomed to in the last couple of years. But anyways. Well, we'll pound through these last two, two miss here. Excuse me. Uh, So this is kind of, again, what we're talking to. Well, my voice, I missed the best opportunity to sell. There are no more record setting prices. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first sentence uh, in that article sums it up. <laughs> the prices are up 64% since 2019. Yes. So what, typic, what type of growth would normally take 10 years to achieve took 30 months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> like, it's, like it, it's like, sure, sure you did, but so now you're here. Yeah. So what? Like, what do you, what can we, we can't do anything about it. Just, okay. What do you want to do? What kind of question is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, you did. Well, and it's, then it's the motivator of like, what's your motivation for selling as well? If it's, you know, selling a rent, if it's selling an investment property, again, they're up 64% since 2019. Um, if it's your primary residence, moving to a primary residence, what does it, I mean, really, what does it matter? You're also then buying something else. So 
like their prices in that category are likely stabilized or down or you're not going into multiple offers. Yeah, I think the people, uh, I think there's a lot of people that are upset that they did wait. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the biggest thing right now that's causing a lot of pain uh, in the market. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people that are upset about something that they can't control, you know? Um, or they may have like, when they saw it going up, then they pulled money out of their house to renovate it. Now it's ready. <laughs> and there's and they can't get that extra hundred grand mm -hmm. that they could have in February, March, right? There's a bit of that happening too. But I mean, yeah. yeah give it, it six was, months. Uh, give it six months. Yeah, it, was a magic, <laughs> it was a magical time. Just adjust your uh your process here. You gotta figure something out. The yeah. uh the last myth we have here, uh with mortgage rates on the rise, people will default on their mortgages. Yeah, I'll leave that to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know we've I know we've talked about it, you know, a bunch before. Even if, you know, everyone qualifies for their mortgage at Bank of Canada qualifying rate or two percent higher than that five year fixed. If that combined rate is higher than that Bank of Canada qualifying, so for some of you, some of those people that were able to get, let's say, uh, a rate in you know late 2020 for, you know, under 2%, they were still qualifying at five and a quarter. So rate over 3% higher than what their current rate is and that they could afford those payments. If you're getting a mortgage now, and let's say it's a five-year fixed at 5%, you're qualifying as if you're paying 7%, um, your mortgage payments. Now, when you go to renew, so you're, you're qualifying already based on your income that you have to, to cover that 2% higher payment. But when somebody comes up, is coming up for renewal, will they be able to renew again? Well, they're, they will have paid down the mortgage over that period of time, regardless. They'll pay down principal. They can also re-amortize, meaning they can extend their amortization back out. So they started at 25 year, they pay it down for five years. Yes, the rates, let's say you're even double. Let's say they went from 2% to 4% because they're up for renewal in a year. Um, they will have paid down their mortgage for that five years. They'll be at 20 years. They can stretch that amortization back out to 25 years um, and, you know, which will reduce their payment and it'll be based on a lower loan amount anyways. Um, so even those people coming up, you know, it's sticker shock really of just what that interest rate is going to be, but there are ways of managing that, that monthly obligation. I don't see default rates changing. Default rates and, in Canada are like 0. 0.0001. Right. And the thing is, is well, that good, yeah, the go bank, ahead. the bank doesn't want to, the bank doesn't <laughs> want you to default, do they? <laughs> like <laughs> no. They certainly don't want to take down a house, take take back a house in a in a, a low uh, a decreasing market, that's for sure. And, right. and like you said, the banks aren't in the business of losing money. I mean, they're they're very conservative in the way that they lend. Uh, that's, you know, as brokers, we work with, you know, over 30, 40 different lenders. And it's for that reason. They all have different appetites and they all have different interests. But certainly none of them are in the business of trying to find a property that they're going to lose money on. That's uh, that's the last thing they're looking for. So uh, defaulting, as you've said, the percentage of people that default in Canada is outrageously low. Uh, thank goodness we have, you know, CMHC and, and uh, Sagen and those companies there to take, uh, take all that money and, and ensure that the market doesn't crash. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, default numbers are low and 
I think the rising interest rates, I mean, like I said, with pre-approvals, if the rates go up again in September, we have to adjust our variable rate pre-approvals now and, and you know, they're going to go up again. So people's buying power is going to decrease again. So <clears throat> it's all relative, like never going to happen is, is that, that's it. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I don't know what's going on here, gentlemen. Uh, out of here. <laughs> I sound like Mickey Rourke over here. Um, <clears throat> I think it's the coffee. Uh, yeah. So no, so I don't, I don't see that happening. It's definitely a myth. We've, we've myth busted this morning. We're busting myths. I think we should, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we did it or not, but we should give a shout out for, uh, to, uh, to Taylor Bennett who, uh, yeah. Posted who, who did Bennett that property shop for Ottawa CTV news. Yeah. Bennett property shop, Taylor Bennett. Those are, it's a, it's a good article. He did a good job on that. I think I agree. And I think we should also uh, remind everyone to subscribe and like, and share and review. And we're coming up 100 episode where this is episode number 96, which is wild. Uh, we only do this once a week. And uh, episode number 100 is coming up very shortly. And we're going to have something special planned for that. And we should do, once uh, DW is back from, uh, from Italia, we should, uh, we should get, uh, plan our, our uh, get together, our tow rep, tow rep gathering. Agreed. Yeah, tow rep agreed. Gathering. We got to do it. An event. We can do it at uh, the Orleans office, if you'd like. At the agency. At the, the agency. agency. Yeah. The agency. I mean, Central might be better, but, you know. So yeah, after that fun. drive out east, maybe we'll find something center town. We'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the gallery. Yeah. The gallery. Gallery. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. The gallery. Uh, it's funny. Someone actually had one of the comments a couple weeks ago. Uh, someone actually wrote, he's like, I know Paul didn't do it, but I could actually hear him saying the agency <laughs> when introducing Greg. Outside into the mood boost here. Got three today, three good ones. Uh, all for my brother, which I'm not, not going to lie, he's been slacking a bit on those. So they come in, you know, there's three, maybe one of them's okay, but these three are they're hot, hot up the press. Uh, number one, do they laugh out loud in Hawaii? Or is it just aloha? Okay, I like that. Number two, uh, I asked my date to meet me at the gym and they never showed up. That's how I knew we weren't going to work out. <laughs> uh, and last uh, but not least, number three, initially I didn't believe that my chiropractor was any good, but now I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Pretty funny. Throughout the week, I, I get people good. just randomly sending good. me mood boosts. Like people literally just text me like, hey, my daughter thought of this joke and like... Pretty, pretty funny. So I'll, uh, I have a database. We'll go. All right. Um, so great. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. As always, shows released Tuesdays, 10 a.m. YouTube, podcast platforms, wherever you listen. And a uh, quick shout out to North Brew Coffee. If you go to northbrew.ca and use the promo code podcast, they're going to give you 20% off your coffee order, all coffee orders. And 20% uh, of your coffee order actually goes towards the auto homeless community. So great coffee, great cause. And uh, shout out to Stephen Hopkins, our producer. Just hides in the background, lurking, ready, waiting. At all times. Uh, at all times. And, uh, and we'll be back next week. Have a good week, gentlemen. Have a good week, listeners. Yeah, you do. Thanks for watching, guys. See you later. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.